Oh, praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for that segment of prayers. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this part by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. First Timothy 2 from verse 1 says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God. To come onto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be praying for the nation of China. This is what we're going to be doing till the communion service, as instructed by a man of God. We're going to be praying for the nation of China. We're going to be declaring words. The scales are falling off of the eyes of the leaders. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Yes, the, that nation is open to the free preaching of the gospel in the name of the Lord Jesus. We're going to pray that every law, every policy that has been enacted, every plan that has come through the institution of government that is contrary to the plans and purposes of God concerning the nation of China, especially the state and city of Shanghai, we break it in the name of the Lord Jesus. We refuse for all such policies that promotes evil and wickedness, taking away the human rights of people, that it should proceed any further. We cut it down from its roots, even now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let us begin to pray, declaring concerning the people. Yes, they are open to the preaching of the gospel. They are open to the word of God. They are receiving the word of God with meekness, with gladness. Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus, the iron curtains of China, they are broken, they are torn in pieces by the power of the Holy Ghost. Begin to pray right now. Kindly unmute yourself as we pray right now. Thank <laughs> you.
Yerebosi, Inkalagoste Kila Granda, Malakasekia La Cora Catelara, Rosta Ambla Casica Barabashata. Oh, hallelujah. China is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Likra Sofraca Delekira Gabashata Cabaya. Yes, hallelujah. China is turned to the Lord. Recobongro Cobosekia La Catolia Casataya. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the rights and privileges of the people of Shanghai City, they are restored in the name of the Lord Jesus. Marco Songre de Kika Baradabasataya, Bele Grosso Fracadele Grida Kabasatakabaya, all the perpetrators of the wickedness and evil going on currently in China, they are brought to book by the power of the Holy Ghost. Leko Vande Shifaradabasatakabaya, we decree and declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that China is free to serve the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus. Ye kawasata kabahia. Ye pararabashata kabahia. Lufrakata basata kabahia. Angels, angels, parakasende kise frakadele krosto kobokoshiti. Ligradaka sukrodo kobokoshiti. Milaka songradaka basata. Oh Lord, we thank you. Yes, China is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Every barrier, makasata kabahia. Every wall of evil, every wall of policies, wicked and evil policies, they are broken down in the name of the Lord Jesus. They become irrelevant in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, the Lord is in a hurry and China is for the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we say thank you. Thank you, precious Father, for your goodness, for your excellence, your beauty and splendor is, in, is upon China. For you made China for your glory. Oh, we worship and exalt your name forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Once again, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, you are welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for the opportunity to lead the saints of God in these times of intercessory prayer. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Right away, we're going into a session of praise and worship, after which we'll be going into the Rhapsody of Realities segment. Hallelujah. Over to you, dear same Sister Grace. Do have a beautiful week and beginning of the weekend ahead. God bless you. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Debbie, for that amazing session of prayer. Thank you so much, esteemed Amara, for the opportunity to lead God's people in worship. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connected from at this time. Welcome to another beautiful time of fellowship with the Holy Ghost and with ourselves as brethren. Just go ahead and sing unto the Lord a new song, give him praise for who he is, all that he's done, all the victories we've won in his name. Oh, Baina Mazaka Tele Bonje Kirianabasa Katalarabasegi. Thank you, Lord Jesus. With my hands, with my voice, and everything within me, with my voice and my song. And every fiber of my being, with my hands, with my voice, and everything within me, with my voice, yes, and my song. And every fiber of my being, 
I worship you, oh God, my anchor, my everything. I worship you, oh God, my anchor, my God, I worship you, oh God, my anchor, my I worship you, oh God, my anchor, my God, with my hand, with my voice, and everything within me. With my voice and my song, Lord, with every fiber of my being, I worship you, oh God, you're my anchor, my I worship you, oh God, my anchor, my God, I worship you, oh God, you're my My solid rock, I worship you, oh God, my anchor, my God, shepherd of my soul, I worship you. I worship you, shepherd of my soul. Yes, you are. Yes, I worship you. I worship you, shepherd of my soul. I worship you. I worship you, sustainer of my life. Oh, I worship you. I worship you, keeper of my soul. Oh, I worship you. I worship you. Hey, oh God, you're my anchor, my everything. I worship you, oh God, my anchor. My God, ala kuvara di gifritis baladu kuvusa kaya rabanshon tala pratile kritis very soon tolo pratiswa likosa kata la bagasha tala varadoska elevrende kritis balarosa kafaya. Oh yes, Lord, thank you because you are Uncle, you are God, you are everything to us. We worship and adore you. We give you praise again and again. Our whole life we lived for you, to your glory, to your praise, because you deserve it all. 
Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Welcome once again, everyone, to our time of devotion with the Lord. Yesterday, we started about ever-increasing faith. The other day, we started about ever-increasing ministry, how that everyone is fit for the master's use. We talked about wisdom and how, you know, God wants us to speak wisdom continually. And speaking wisdom is speaking the word of God at all times. We don't speak by how we feel, by what our eyes can see, or what we feel in our body. We speak the wisdom of God. He said, he has said so that we may boldly say. We say what we say, praise what we see in the word of God, what God has said concerning us. Praise the Lord. In our project, a message a day for the time, if you notice, we've been listening to messages pertaining faith. You must make your faith work. You must understand how faith works and use it for your advantage in all ramifications of your life. Pastor will say that faith is the response of the human spirit to the word of God. That means your body may not respond. Your mind may not respond, but your spirit will respond. The only way your mind will respond is if your you have been renewing your mind with the word. So the spirit gains the ascendancy. And once the spirit has dominion over the mind, it is easy for it to control the body because it's two against one. So ensure that you're, you're following the series on faith and you're walking in faith. It's easy to walk out of faith when you stay away from the word of God. You know this devotion, you can connect here every day and you can sleep off. We might see your name in the attendance, you are there, but in reality, you may not be here. So when it's time for you to give attention to the word, make up your mind to do so. Make up your mind that that's what you are doing. Praise God. The church's dominion is forever is the title of today's devotional article. And I say also unto thee, thou, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Matthew 16, 18. Praise the Lord. The church's dominion is forever. The article is on your screen. We can read together. Some today are stupefied that the church of Jesus Christ is still waxing strong, greater, and more effective than ever. I wonder what they thought. They had postulated and were so sure that the church of Jesus Christ would be consumed by their nefarious plans, but they were wrong. Since the inception of the church on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, it has outlived its detractors, its persecutors, its haters, its adversaries, and all its enemies. Am I being heard? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, can hear you. Praise God. We can hear you, Gimma.
Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Yes, we can hear you now. Okay, sorry for the break in communication. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, so I'm going to just start from the third paragraph. When the church was still young, in the book of Acts, there were those who tried everything they could to stifle the church, but still the church outreached them. It therefore, it's therefore a vain imagination for anyone or group to consider that the church will either go extinct or somehow fizzle out and become history. The dominion and dominance of the church is an endless one. It reminds of the interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's puzzling dream that no one, no one could explain until God gave the interpretation to Daniel. You find that in Daniel chapter 2. In Daniel's interpretation, all human structures, beginning with the king as the head of gold and all of the, all the silver, bronze, iron, and all the iron mixed with clay will be destroyed by a stone cut without hands. Then Daniel 2, 44 says, And in the days of this king shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Glory to God. That the stone that was cut out without hand was from God, and that stone destroyed the whole human structure and set up a kingdom which the Bible says shall not be left to other people. The church will never fall to the dominion or domination of another at the end. It will be standing strong because the church is forever. The Bible says about Jesus, the head of the church, and it is yet far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there arises another priest who is made after the power of an endless life. Hebrews 7, 15 to 16, hallelujah. You know, for me, as I read, every time you are, I'm, I'm reading about the church, I'm seeing myself there. Remember that you and I make the church, right? The body itself includes Christ, which is the head of the church. And then we are the other parts of the body. So you and I, when every, everywhere you see the church, God is talking about us. So he said that we're made after the power of an endless life. You know, you read these and then maybe you're having some pain in your body. Maybe you have a doctor's report about some kind of um, infection or some kind of um, disease that whatever it is that they have defined is us. And then you look at this, you say, I have the power of an endless life. I refuse to be sick. I refuse to live in pain. I refuse to give sickness the dominion over my life. I have the power of an endless life. The same way these whole deep state guys cannot end the existence of the church. The same way sickness, the same way trials, the same way persecution cannot end your existence. Refuse to go before the rapture. Choose to be here. Choose to outlive everything that has stood against you and everything that has come against you. Choose to outlive the persecution at work, rise above it and become their boss. Choose to outlive the persecution in the business industry because you would not compromise. Rise above them and call the shots. Choose to live above the pain, above everything that you may feel in your body. Rise above it and dominate. Like we're reading about the church today, the church would always dominate. Why are we praying for China? We're not praying because it's just a prayer point. We are praying because prayer makes it possible for our God to do what he would not have done had we not prayed. Where they say China, you cannot put preach the gospel publicly in China. Where they say China is anti this or anti-gospel or anti-Christian, we are saying that Christianity prospers in China. We are saying that every home, every person, every heart hears and receives the gospel. We are saying that it is more popular in China to be a Christian. Against all odds, we are prevailing. Against all odds, we are declaring the dominance of the church in China. 
So we're refusing to observe lying vanities. We're refusing to observe all this COVID drama and all these lies of the deep state and the antichrist. We are declaring and taking our stand because the church will outlive the president of China. The church will outlive every system, every rule, every regulation, every law, every bill that was horridly, horridly passed into law during this whole COVID administration. The church in China would outlive them. They would die their natural death. I remember the prophecies from the time when we started praying from March 2020. So many prophecies, so many prophecies. I remember when the man of God said, all the perpetrators, all the enablers, all the collaborators of COVID, he said they'll be brought to books. In another session, he said that God is going to raise the people, the judges that will judge these matters and bring them to books. And we know that those people are there. You know, if you look at the mainstream media, you, it may look like these things are not happening, but brothers and sisters, on a daily basis, across the world, people are being brought to books. Things are happening. Tides are turning in favor of the church. If you watch CNN, you would think that our prayers are not being answered. CNN is just a channel that propagates lies. It's one sold out to the devil. You cannot, as a Christian, be okay with watching CNN. If you want news, that's not the place to go to. We have love world news, for God's sake. So when we pray, we pray from a place of knowledge of who we are as the church. We are eternal. We are indefeatable. We are undefeatable. We are indomitable. We are unconquerable. We are invincible by the Holy Ghost. We cannot be stopped. The Bible tells us that when Christ died, he went to hell. He said he made a show of the devil and all of the demons. The devil is not a factor and he would not rule our world. In the same way, we would refuse him from ruling our world. We refuse him from ruling our bodies with sickness. We refuse him from ruling our businesses, our families with affliction. You know, bro brothers and You have to stop the things in our Bible study of the word. And, you know, I was reading Hebrews chapter 11 yesterday. And, and even when God asked for that child, he believed that God could raise the dead. And I began to think, I said, wait, 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 wait. Hello, Ma. Ma, we can't hear you, Ma. Hello, Ma. Hello, Ma. Hmm. Praise God. Okay, so I'm just going to hand over to. I I, I was I was I, I was. network went off and I was saying that, that if you don't do God being heard can anyone hear me yes ma okay pastor Inye, just take it up and move to the next segment of the devotion sorry about the network fluctuation 
Thank you, Ma, for this opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. You are welcome to today's devotion. We are going over to the Bible study segments for today. And we are starting with the further studies of the Rhapsody of Realities. We are starting from the book of Timothy, chapter 3, first Timothy, chapter 3, verse 15. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how that alters to behave thyself in the house of God which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 says, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus has himself been the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together, Goeth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit, as chapter 26 14 says. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, So, so, why persecuted thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the bricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus, whom thou persecuted, but arise and stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou seest, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee. Praise the Lord. We are going to take the confession together. Please do not unmute your mic, just kindly repeat after me. Dear Father, I rejoice knowing that the church of Jesus Christ continues to work stronger and stronger, marching on in glory. Thank you for the boldness of your children to preach your word and the revelation of your truth granted them to live triumphantly always in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. We are going to go over to the New Testament of today's reading. And we are going over to the book of Luke. We are still in the chapter 22. Caption. Jesus before the Jewish council. At daybreak, the high priests, the experts of the law, and the top religious leaders conveyed and had Jesus brought before their council. They asked him point blank, tell us, are you the Christ, the Messiah or not? Jesus responded, if I tell you the truth, you won't believe me. And if I question you, you will not answer me or release me. But from today on, the son of man will be enthroned in the place of honor power and authority with almighty God. They all shouted, then do you claim to be the son of God? He said to them, you are the ones who say I am. They all shouted, we have heard it from his very lips. For that proof, what for that proof do we need? Chapter 23, caption, Jesus before Pilate. The entire council stood at once and took Jesus to Pilate, the Roman governor. They accused him of false testimony, saying, this man tells us not to pay our taxes to Caesar, and he proclaims himself to be Christ, the King and Messiah. He's a deceiver of our nation. Pilate asked Jesus, is this true? Are you their King and Messiah? Jesus answered, it is true. Pilate turned to the high priest and to the gathered crowd and said, this man has committed no crime. I find nothing wrong with him. But they yelled and demanded that Pilate do something, saying, he has stirred up our nation, misleading people from the moment he began teaching in Galilee until he has come here to Jerusalem. Caption, Jesus before Herod. When Pilate heard the word Galilee, he asked if Jesus was a Galilean, and they told him, yes. Pilate saw a way out of his problems. He knew the Antipas son of Herod ruled over Galilee, and he happened to be in Jerusalem at that time. 
So Pilate sent Jesus to Antipas. When he saw Jesus, he was elated, for he had a great deal. He has had a great deal about his ministry and wanted Jesus to perform a miracle in front of him. Imagine. Antipas questioned him at length, but Jesus wouldn't even answer him. All the while, the high priest and the religious leader stood by, accusing Jesus of wrongdoing, so that Antipas and his soldiers treated him with scorn and mocking. Antipas put him, put an elegant purple robe on Jesus and sent him back to Pilate. That day, Antipas and Pilate healed their long-lasting standing fridge, and they became good friends. Caption, Jesus sentenced to death. Pilate gathered together the people, the high priests, and all the religious leaders of the nation. He told them, you have presented this man to me and charged him with, his, with staring a rebellion among the people. I've examined him here in your presence and put him on trial. My verdict is that none of your charges against him, none of your charges against him are true. I find no fault in him. Then I sent him to Atiphas, son of Herod, who questioned him and found him not guilty. Since he has done nothing deserving of death, I have decided to punish him with a severe flogging and release him. For it was Pilate's custom to honor the Jewish holidays by releasing a prisoner. When the crowd heard this, they went wild. Erupting with anger, they cried out, No, take this one away and release Barnabas, for Barnabas had been thrown in prison for robbery and murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, tried to convince them it was best to let Jesus go, but they screamed out over and over, Crucify him, crucify him. A third time, Pilate asked the crowd, What evil crime has this man committed that I should have him crucified? I haven't found one thing that warrants a death sentence. I will have him flogged severely and then release him. But the people and the high priest shouted like a mob, screamed out on top of their lungs, No, crucify him. Finally, their shouts and screams succeeded. Pilate came in to the crowd and ordered that the will of the people be done. Then he released the guilty murderer, Barnabas, Barabbas, as they had insisted and handed over Jesus to be crucified. Praise the Lord. Let's come to the end of today's New Testament reading. I'm going to hand over to esteemed Brother John for the Old Testament. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Thank you so much, Pastor Nguyen. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Old Testament segment of our one-year Bible reading plan. Today we'll be beginning the book of 2 Samuel, of reading chapter 1 to chapter 3. Thank you, esteemed Sister Maka, for this privilege. And thank you, Brahmatas, for helping us display the scriptures on the screen. So from verse 1, Saul was dead, and David had returned to Ziklag after slaughtering the Amalekites. Three days later, a man arrived from the Israeli army with his clothes torn and with dirt on his head as a sign of mourning. He fell to the ground before David in deep respect. Where do you come from? David asked. From the Israeli army, he replied. What happened? David demanded. Tell me how the battle went. And the man replied, our entire army fled. Thousands of men are dead and wounded on the field, and Saul and his son Jonathan have been killed. How do you know they are dead? Because I was on Mount Giboa and saw Saul leaning against his spear with the enemy chariots closing in on him. When he saw me, he cried out for me to come to him. Who are you? He asked. An Amalekite, I replied. Come and put me out of my misery, he begged, for I am in terrible pain, but life lingers on. So I killed him, for I knew he couldn't leave. Then I took his crown and one of his bracelets to bring to you, my Lord. Verse 11, David and his men tore their clothes in sorrow when they heard the news. They mourned and wept and fasted all day for Saul and his son Jonathan, and for the Lord's people, and for the men of Israel who had died that day. Then David said to the young man who had brought the news, Where are you from? And he replied, I am an Amalekite. 
Why did you kill God's chosen king? David demanded. Then he said to one of his young men, kill him. So he ran him through with his sword and he died. You die self-condemned, David said. For you yourself confessed that you killed God's appointed king. And David composed a dirge for Saul and Jonathan and afterward commanded that it be sung throughout Israel. It is quoted here from the book Heroic Ballads. O Israel, your pride and joy lies dead upon the hills. Mighty heroes have fallen. Don't tell the Philistines, lest they rejoice. Hide it from the sons of God and Ashkelon. Lest the hidden nations laugh in China. O Mount Kibwa, let there be no dew nor rain upon you. Let no crops of grain grow on your slopes. For there the mighty Saul has died. He is God's appointed king no more. Both Saul and Jonathan slew their strongest foes. They did not return from battle empty-handed. How much they were loved. How wonderful they were. Both Saul and Jonathan they were together in life and in death. They were swifter than eagles, stronger than lions. But now, all women of Israel, weep for Saul. He enriched you with fine clothing and gold ornaments. These mighty heroes have fallen in the midst of the battle. Jonathan is slain upon the hills. How I weep for you, my brother Jonathan. How much I loved you. And your love for me was deeper than the love of women. The mighty ones have fallen, stripped of their weapons and dead. What a heart, what a heart this man had. Chapter 2. David then asked the Lord, shall I move back to Judah? And the Lord replied, yes. Which city shall I go to? And the Lord replied, Hebron. So David and his wives, Ahinoam from Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, and his men and their families all moved to Hebron. And the leaders of Judah came to David and crowned him king of the Judean confederacy. When David heard that the men of Jabesh Gilead had buried Saul, he sent them this message. And the Lord bless you for being so loyal to your king and giving him a decent burial. And giving him a decent burial. May the Lord be loyal to you in return. I reward you with many demonstrations of his love. And I too will be kind to you because of what you have done. And now I ask you to be my strong and loyal subjects now that Saul is dead. Be like the tribe of Judah who have appointed me as their new king. But Abner, Saul's commander-in-chief, had gone to Mahanaim to crown Saul's son. Ish Bosheth as king. His territory included Gilead, Ashuri, Jezreel, Ephraim, the tribe of Benjamin, and all the rest of Israel. Ish Bosheth was 40 years old at the time. He reigned in Mahanaim for two years. Meanwhile, David was reigning in Hebron and was king of the Judean confederacy for seven and a half years. One day, General Abner led some of Ish Bosheth's troops to Gibeon from Mahanaim and General Joab. The son of Zeruiah led David's troop out to meet them. They met at the pool of Gibeon, where they sat facing each other on opposite sides of the pool. And Abner suggested to Joab, let's watch some sword play between our young men. Joab agreed. So 12 men were chosen from each side to fight mortal combat. Each one grabbed his opponent by the hair and thrust his sword into the other side so that all of them died. The place was, has been known ever since a sword field. The two armies then began to fight each other. And by the end of the day, Abner and the men of Israel had been defeated by Joab and the forces of David. Joab's brothers, Abishai and Asahel, were also in the battle. Asahel could run like a deer and he began chasing Abner. He wouldn't stop for anything but kept on single-minded after Abner alone. When Abner looked behind him and saw him come, he called out to him, Is that you, Asahel? Yes, he called back. It is. Go after someone else, Abner warned. But Asahel refused and kept on coming. Again, Abner shouted at him, Get away from here. I could never face your brother Joab if I have to kill you. But he refused to turn away. So Abner pierced him through the belly with the butt end of his spear. It went right through his body and came out his back. He stumbled to the ground and died there. And everyone stopped when they came to the place where he lay. Now Joab and Abishai set out after Abner. The sun was just going down as they arrived at Amahil, at Amahil near Gia, along the road into the Gibeon desert. Abner's troop from the tribe of Benjamin regrouped there at the top of the hill, 
And I've not shouted down to Joab. Most of our swords continue to kill each other forever. How long will it be before you call off your people from chasing their brothers? Joab shouted back, I swear by God that even if you hadn't spoken, you would all have gone home tomorrow morning. Then he blew his trumpet and his men stopped chasing the troops of Israel. That night, Abner and his men retreated across the Jordan Valley, crossed the river and traveled all the next morning until they arrived at Mahanaim. Joab and the men who were with him returned home too. And when he counted his casualties, he learned that only 19 men were missing, in addition to Asahel. But 360 of Abner's men, all from the tribe of Benjamin, and men took Asahel's body to Bethlehem and buried him beside his father. Then they traveled all night and reached Hebron at daybreak. And our last chapter of the day, chapter 3. That was the beginning of a long war between the followers of Saul and of David. David's position now became stronger and stronger while Saul's dynasty became weaker and weaker. Yes, yes, yes. Several sons were born to David while he was at Hebron. The oldest was Am Amnon, born to his wife Ahinoam. His second son, Chiliab, Chiliab, was born to Abigail, the widow of Nabat of Kaman. The third was Absalom, born to Makar, the daughter of King Talmai of Geshur. Fourth was Adonijah, who was born to Haggith. Then Shephatiah was born to Abital. And Ephraim was born to Igla. Hmm. How many wives? As the war went on, Abner became a very powerful political leader among the followers of Saul. He took advantage of his position by sleeping with one of Saul's concubines, a girl named Rizpa. But when Ishbosheth accused Abner of this, Abner was furious. Am I a Judean dog to be kicked around like this? He shouted. After all, I've done for you and for your father by not betraying you to David. This is my reward to find fault with me about some woman. May God curse me if I don't do everything I can to take away the entire kingdom from you, all the way from Dan to Beersheba, and give it to David, just as the Lord predicted. Ishbosheth made no reply, for he was afraid of Abner. Then Abner sent messengers to David to discuss a deal to surrender the kingdom of Israel to him in exchange for becoming commander in chief of the combined armies of Israel and Judah. All right, David replied, but I will not negotiate with you unless you bring me my wife, Michal, Saul's daughter. <laughs> David then sent this message to Ishbosheth. Give me back my wife, Michal, for I bought her with the lives of 100 Philistines. So Ishbosheth took her away from her husband, Pat. <laughs> yeah, Lord. <clears throat> so Ishbosheth took her away from her husband, Pat. He followed along behind as far as Behurim, weeping as he went. Then Abner told him, go on home now. So he returned. Meanwhile, Abner consulted with the leaders of Israel and reminded them that for a long time they had wanted David as their king. Now is the time, he told them, for the Lord has said, it is David by whom I will save my people from the Philistines and from all their other enemies. Abner also talked to the leaders of the tribe of Benjamin. Then he went to Hebron. I reported to David his progress with the, twin, with the people of Israel and Benjamin. Twenty men accompanied him, and David entertained them with a feast. As Abner left, he promised David, when I get back, I will call a convention of all the people of Israel, and they will elect you as their king, as you have so long desired. So David let Abner return in safety. But just after Abner left, Joab and some of David's troops returned from a raid, bringing much loot with them. When Joab was told that Abner had just been here, there visiting the king and had been sent away in peace. He rushed to the king, demanding, What have you done? What do you mean by letting him get away? You know perfectly well that he came to spy on us and that he plans to return and attack us. Then Joab sent messengers to catch up with Abner and tell him to come back. He found him at the well of Syrah and he returned with them, but David knew nothing about it. When Abner arrived at Hebron, Joab took him aside at the city gate as if to speak with him privately. But then he pulled out a dagger and killed him in revenge for the death of his brother Asahel. When David heard about it, he declared, I vow by the Lord that I, that I and my people are innocent of this crime against Abner. Joab and his family are the guilty ones. May each of his children be victims of cancer or be lepers or be sterile or die of starvation. 
of a kill by the sword. So Joab and his brother Abishai killed Abner because of the death of their brother Asahel at the battle of Gibeon. And David said to Joab and to all those who were with him, Go into deep mourning for Abner. And King David accompanied the bear to the cemetery. They buried Abner in Hebron. And the king and all the people wept at the graveside. Should Abner have died like a fool, the king lamented. Your hands were not bound. Your feet were not tied. You were murdered, the victim of a wicked plot. And all the people wept again for him. David had refused to eat anything the day of the funeral. Now everyone begged to take a bite of supper. But David vowed that he will eat nothing until sundown. This pleases people, just as everything else he did pleased them. For the whole nation, both Judah and Israel, understood from David's actions that he was in no way responsible for Abner's death. David said to his people, A great leader and a great man has fallen today in Israel. And even though I am God's chosen king, I can do nothing with these two sons of Zerah. May the Lord repay wicked men for their wicked deeds. Church, say amen. Amen. Over to your esteemed brother Martins. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, esteemed Rajon. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Stamaka for this wonderful privilege to take us through the affirmation as well as the communion, praise God. The affirmation will be on the screen shortly. We start our affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph are your name and granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, I, your name, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. And at this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to please unmute their mics as we take our formation at the count of three. One, two, three. I Amen, 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 praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah. At this point, we're going straight to the communion segment. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I have received of the law that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. O Sadagli, the Karadori, and Dishele, the Kida, Kubra, Nangradi. 
The Bible says, in the scripture we read today, during the course of the devotional, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 16, who is made not according to the law of a carnal commandment, but according to the power of an endless life. If you read down, you also see a part of that scripture. Now I'm reading from the NIV. It says, it was not, and it was not without an oath. Others became priests without, an, without any oath. But he became a priest with an oath when God said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. You are a priest forever. If you are a priest forever, you have an endless life. You've been called to be one that will offer up spiritual sacrifices to God Almighty. You are the one who has access, divine access to God's throne of grace. You can come in anytime, take anything you need. Is this common to me? Come to the throne of grace and obtain, and there you'll find help and mercy in the time of need. Come to the throne of mercy and there you'll find help and grace in the time of need. So in this era, at this time, in this day of an endless life, of an eternal dynasty, grace and help has been poured out. Grace and help. This morning, while I was thinking of this meeting, while I was pondering, the Spirit of God said to me, angels have been dispatched for help. Angels have been dispatched to help you, to help you, to help you. No matter what the situation is, no matter what it is, if it is a miraculous deliverance, angels have been dispatched for you. If it is a job that you're trying to complete before you've been given a time frame, angels have been dispatched. Brothers and sisters, recognize the presence of God with you. Recognize his presence. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the bread that we break today. It is the communion of the body of Christ. And as we break this bread, we affirm that Jesus is Lord of our lives. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. After the same man also he took the cup when he had stopped, saying, This cup is a new testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you too show the lost death till he come. Lady has this on the cool frigatory poklash, the praklish of rendis, and regalinda. Me, Tammy, Gubanda cook up a doric brindlish with rector crack on the crocodile, brindically hosted the hila hung daily gross of frigatory upon the cool scadi. Bleep look to cool praklish of rend, the crease of friend, the crap on the kai, lose a gadali and doze a gadai, good doze a panda cruski frontalisa. A takatali ish ekambatosi con fracadosa cambatiges e angadokikus in the pokon dracadosi and dish ekin dis o frackly dons oskadila cake hide huskadi. Grace and help. Grace and help. Grace and help. Distributions of grace and help by the Spirit of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. Paradoko satakila paradori and two fratoski the brandis. Lord, we give you praise. We thank you. Thank you, Father. Go ahead and take the cup now. Oh, Father, we thank you. We give you praise. You alone are God. From everlasting to everlasting, you're the same God. You never change. You are that same God. 
Lord, we thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the Stems Tamaka for this wonderful privilege. And at this point, I'll kindly hand over to Pastor Inyo to take us through the next segment of the meeting. Thank you, everyone, and ensure you have a day filled with grace and help. Praise God. Thank you, esteemed Brother Martins. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening again, everyone, depending on where you are connected from. Thank you, esteemed Sister Amaka, for this opportunity. Please, we are going over to the celebration segment of today's devotion. Yesterday is your birthday, birthday of your loved ones, late anniversary, whatever it is that you are celebrating. Please come to the chat room and let's celebrate with you. If you are connected to us, to connected with us for the first time today, this one wants to meet with you. Come to the chat room, say your name, who invited you, and where you are connected from. Praise the Lord. Today is the 28th of April. If today is your birthday, birthday of your loved ones, or whatever it is that you are celebrating, please come to the chat room. We are waiting to celebrate with you. If today is your first time of connecting with us, please come to the chat room, say your name where you are connected from and who invited you. We want to meet with you and pray with you. Sister Angela says, today is Sister Miriam's children's birthday. Happy birthday, Sister Miriam. God's blessings now and always. Sister Chinwe says, today is my mentor's birthday, Pastor Offrey. Happy birthday to Pastor Offrey. God's blessings always. Uh, Blessing says, today is my younger sister's birthday. Her name is Ivory. Happy birthday to your sister. Because blessings now and always. Marian says, um, Sister Abigail is my first time and I'm connected from Cameroon and I was invited by Sister Gladys. You are welcome, esteemed Sister Abigail. We are excited to have you in our midst and I assure you that you are in for a great time. Welcome to our family. We love you. Kuna says, today is my good friend's birthday. Her name is Rofa, Ropa Fazo. Happy birthday to your good friend. God's blessings now and always. Kamu says, today is my brother's birthday. His name is Uralika. Happy birthday to your brother. God's blessings now and always. Esteemed Sister Grace says, yesterday was my sister's night wedding anniversary. Her name is Praise and my friend's birthday, her name is Anna. Congratulations to your sister Praise and happy birthday to Sister Anna. God's blessings now and always. Today is my colleague's birthday, Sister Chinea is saying, his name is Ifai Obasi. Happy birthday to Ifai, God's blessings now and always. Omolola says, esteemed Sister Omolola, please, where are you connecting from? Sister Omolola is connecting with us for the first time. Her name is Omolola and she was invited by Sister Grace. You are welcome to our family. And you are in for a great time and we want to say that we love you. But we would like to know where you are connected from. Sister Gless says, today is my first day. Okay. My name is Sister Amfo. Praying with Sister Gless, connecting from Cameroon. Okay. She's connecting from Cameroon. What are Martins is saying? Happy birthday to all our celebrants and welcome to our first timers. I'm going to hand over to... Oh, Sister Amorola is connected from Abuja. Sister Amorola, you are welcome. We are excited to have you in our midst. Praise God. I'm going to hand over to esteemed Sister Amaka to pray for the first-timers and the celebrants. To praise have God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for our first-timers.
We thank you for the grace you have lavished upon their life. And yes, they have helped. They are helped, marvelously helped of God. In everything they do, they are marvelously helped of you. They walk in your wisdom continually. Thank you for our first time as every question is answered, every desire is met by the power of your spirit, according to your will in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you for every family represented here today. We declare that they are safe from wicked and unreasonable men. We declare, oh God, that every one of us walk circumspectly, walk according to your calling, always looking up to you, the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. No evil shall befall any one of us. No plague shall come near our dwelling. We are protected from evil, protected from wicked and unreasonable men. Yes, and I declare, miraculous deliverance at all times, by the Spirit of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. A thousand shall fall by your side, ten thousand by your right hand. It will not come near you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, we give you praise. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, be thou exalted, O God, above all heavens. And your glory is above all the earth. Your glory is poured out in our lives. And all men will see us and see the glory of God. For we are your glory. Thank you, Lord God. We give you praise. Topaka city gladila. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 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 Once again, I'd like to say thank you to the esteemed Stamaka for this wonderful privilege. And thank you to all our esteemed co-hosts. At this point, we've come to the end of today's devotional. And I'll kindly ask everyone to please unmute their mics as we share the grace in fellowship. And the grace of Jesus. I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs>